Maybe you're starting to explore a career as an appraiser and want to know if now is the right time to get started. Or you're measuring your career span in decades and want to find out more about the latest apps, technology, and resources that can make your life and work a bit easier. Get the answers and insight you need with Beyond the Numbers, a podcast from McKissick Learning. I'm Julie Molendorf-Floyd, course and curriculum developer and instructor here at McKissick. Join me and an expert guest each week as we dive into the topics that matter most to appraisers, from industry and education news to marketing and other insights to help you run your business more effectively. If you'd like to stay at the forefront of appraisal news, boost your career, or just learn more about the profession, subscribe to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you there soon. Welcome to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal. I'm your host, Julie Molendorf-Floyd, a certified general appraiser in Missouri and Kansas, and a course and curriculum developer and instructor for McKissick. Today, we're joined by Chris Wolfenberger, a certified residential appraiser also in Missouri and Kansas, who just happens to be the one who gave me my start in this profession. Yes, he's my brother, and he was my original supervisor back in the day. Chris is a Purple Heart recipient and a VA panel appraiser and is an avid supporter of veterans' rights and an active trainer of new appraisers. Today, the plan is to have some fun and talk about surprises we've encountered while at appraisal sites. Spoiler, it often involves an animal. So welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you? Let's jump right in. All right. Um, Go ahead. Let's start with the most unique property you've ever inspected. What's the weirdest one? The most unique property I've ever inspected. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with no right angles, no actual hard angles. Everything was a curve. Uh, Love it. Yep. This, This property was essentially, if, if, Oh, I've got a perfect example. Picture in your mind the Olympic rings. Okay. Olympic rings. Um, one of those was a garage on one end. One of those uh, faced a golf course but was all glass on oh. the other end. And the middle three rings were the actual house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And at a certain point, I realized there was no way I was accurately going to be able to sketch that property. Right. So we went back to owners and got blueprints and I included the blueprints in my report and made all of the uh, extraordinary assumptions that the the architect actually knew how to figure square foot and square footage. And that's how we determined our GIS. And called it a day. Yeah, that's one of those houses you drive down the street and your GPS is getting you closer and closer. And you're looking at, you're saying, please don't be that house. Please, don't, Please be don't be that house. And it's always that house, isn't it's it? It's always that house. Uh, the, the, probably one of the most interesting things about that was that's where I came up with one of my favorite lines that I keep in almost all my drive-by appraisals or appraisals where I make extraordinary assumptions, which is, if you have better data, I reserve the right to change my final value conclusion <laughs> based on that. Right. Help me help you. Absolutely. I, I, I feel you're, it. If you're smarter than me, then uh, go ahead and tell me, and uh, we'll, we'll make it up. 
All right, so let's go to not just strange properties, but strange things you have encountered on a site visit. Let me have it. All right. Well, I'm a, this one's a really short one. Um, when FHA first came out with the head and shoulders inspection of the attic requirement, we right. used to look. Then that turned into a photograph requirement. Mm -hmm. So you, I don't see in the dark. You don't see in the dark. Nope. Uh, so I got, I'm up there looking in the dark, take my picture. And when I got home and was putting the photographs in my appraisal report, there was some homeless person squatting in the attic, hiding from me like Gollum up there with its, with its precious. And uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and not knowing a human was less than six feet from me was um, disconcerting. Right. And you had no idea, no, no sounds, no smells, no nothing. Well, it was a vacant foreclosure and you're always on edge in those houses. Sure. Anyway. I also had one, one time where I thought I knew where the laundry room and furnace and hot water heater or water heater were. And when I took my photograph, I was actually three inches from the water heater. So I was convinced I'd just taken a picture of a ghost that was coming to get me and ran all the way out of the house. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Our lives are never dull. This never. job is never dull. Never so dull. what else? What else have you got for us? Well, one of, my, one of the appraisers I've trained and a lifetime friend, you know, in Chris Bartlett, three weeks ago was appraising a house in the Kansas City uh, downtown area. Mm -hmm. And as he was shooting his comparables, three cars, one coming at him, one came from, a, from the side and one from behind him boxed him in. Oh my goodness. And what'd he do? Um, well, he made the decision that he thought he could ram his way through those vehicles if anybody started to get out of cars. Okay. And this think armed neighborhood watch in gang area. Okay. Is what he was dealing with. And the car that had pulled up right beside his driver's door to make sure he couldn't get out. Um, looked at him and said, uh, what are you doing? And he said, I'm an appraiser. I'm shooting comparables for uh, an appraisal. And uh, they let him go. Oh, but, wow. But he made an exit strategy. Sure. And and made a, and had a hard, if they do this, I'm doing this. Okay. Because of where he was, he wasn't going to be able to drive through a yard or anything like that. Oh uh, my goodness, that's scary. That is scary. And yeah. those are the things that, as our society becomes more divisive, appraisers need to be cognizant of the fact that if they're not in areas that they're familiar with, familiar with, and they might represent the, 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 the predominant people that are in that area, they need to understand that they're going to be viewed as an outsider and be, be cognizant of the fact that people might be watching them. Well, we've always got to be careful. Always got to be careful when we're, when we're on site, when we are in our car taking comparable photos, you've just got to be got to be cognizant of where you are and what's Absolutely. happening around you. So I'm glad he's safe. That's good yes. to know. Absolutely. All, All right. right. So tell me tell me another weird one. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, a few years ago, I was appraising a foreclosure, and I got down to the bottom of the staircase. No light, no electricity. Mm -hmm. I've got my camera out. The floor's perfectly smooth so I step off the stairs and uh 
the floor was perfectly smooth because it was actually um, three feet of water. Not three oh. feet, above my knee, about three steps of water. Okay. And when I stepped off the staircase, I stepped into above the knee raw sewage and water that was completely glass smooth when I had flashed my uh, kick my my phone's uh, light across it. And that was pretty gross. When your cowboy boots so fill up you the water, it's never you a good day. Stepped into sewage. Yes. Okay. Tell me why, where, where, how did that happen? What, well, the, what was the, going on? The people that had gotten foreclosed on wanted to make sure they left a present for the foreclosure company and make it hard for them to sell. And uh, they cut all the copper out of the house and and cut the pipes from the toilet and then used it for a while. Love it. Yep. And it'd been marinating for uh, months, probably. <laughs> marinating. I like that. Yep. I like that. You know, people think our job is glamorous and sometimes it is. Yep. Sometimes not so much. Not so and much. We we've been seeing a lot of flea houses lately. Flea where, houses. Okay, yeah. expand on that. The occupants have pets that okay. have fleas. And then in the for in the process of moving out and being foreclosed on, maybe those animals got left in there for a while. Or maybe the, the fleas were just in, in the carpet. And they oh. had bread and bread and bread, and then they didn't have anything to eat, so they all went dormant. I know. I'm itching. I'm, I'm, I'm itching. It's, <laughs> it's so, and as soon as you come into a flea house, they smell your carbon dioxide that you exhale. Okay. And they say, hey, there's something to eat finally. And they oh all goodness. come to life. And they, if you have on shorts, you can start feeling them hit your legs. If you have on pants, you can hear it like a light patter of rain. And that's when it's time to run. Oh. Right. Run outside and start. You, you always look like you're doing the crazy pat down, trying to get them all off of you as fast as possible. And mm. we actually have a protocol where I call my girlfriend and say, Hey, I was in a flea house. And she will meet me in the garage with underwear and an A shirt <laughs> and, and, a, and a trash bag. Right. I, right. I strip completely down. Everything goes in the trash bag. Trash bag goes straight into the washer. Sure. And we immediately wash on hot. Which yeah, I'm, last thing you want to do is bring those home. Yep, absolutely. Flea houses are one of my all-time worst, most disgusting things. Ooh. Hoarder houses with pets are also a bad one. Yeah, hoarder houses are, are rough when uh, when the homeowner says, sorry, I, I didn't get a chance to clean up before you got here. And in your mind, you're thinking, for the last 20 years, you didn't get a chance to clean up. <laughs> the worst thing about a hoarder house is, for me personally, they always say, um, I can't do it until next Thursday. Right. And when you get there, they're like, well, I was going to try and clean up. So they've delayed your appraisal process for a week. Sure. And then you look at their situation, and I'm looking at it thinking, there's no way you were going to clean this in a week. Sure. You could have had a professional moving crew come in and get all this stuff in a dumpster and still would have had it. And done an episode of Hoarders on A&E and still not gotten it cleaned up. I understand. I understand. All right, let's move on to animals. Okay. What's the craziest or weirdest animal you have seen, smelled, encountered on a visit? Mm. I just did one last month. This isn't my craziest, but this was weird because... You can always smell a cat house. Right. Especially the craziest cat house. This cat house, when I got, I never smelled it. 
when I got inside, she had six cats, and they were okay. all Persians and Himalayans, high end, and you could smell them. But six cats, you kind of know what you're dealing with. Like, right. How many cats do you have? And she goes, 506. I'm like, what? 506. She was a cat breeder. Those six were her pets. And then downstairs in commercial stacked um, cages that were super high dollar, very nice, were 500 more cats. That That's what she did was sold cats. They were oh kept in an inhumane way. It did not smell. I did not, never saw it coming. Did you say kept in an inhumane or kept no, in, in a, a humane a, way? They, they, okay, a very yeah. humane way. Everything was very nice. Now, right. the only time I've ever called, because um, you got to remember, if you call the police on somebody or, or animal control on somebody, you might kill their deal. Right. So I'm willing to trade business in the future for doing the right thing right now because Agreed. I'm a capitalist and I need to make sure that I'm not hanging my clients out to dry. But if I'm dealing with a situation that's so inhumane that, that you can't justify doing anything but calling, I do have one of those if you want to hear about it. Uh, sure. Let Manufactured home on five acres and it looked like Martha Stewart lived there. And the okay. lady looked like Martha Stewart. She's been sitting in the living room. And I've done the whole house, and um, I couldn't find the laundry room. Okay. So I said, where's the laundry room? And she said, that, that door. But don't let the cats out. Okay. So I go over to the door, open it, jump in, and shut it really fast. Right. And that's when the ammonia of the cat urine hit me. Keep in mind, I couldn't smell anything in this house. It was immaculate. Okay. And it, it immediately dropped me to my knees. The litter box is right next to me. And I'm starting to go unconscious. And all I see are cats everywhere. So I reach up and grab the handle and open it. And the cats start flying by me. Oh, and my they goodness. They flying by me. And they, start, and they don't stop. And I kind of flop out of the laundry room. And I crawl out. And I look at her on the sofa. I'm like, how many? And she goes, 76 if they haven't had more kittens. And they were in an eight by eight laundry room. Oh my goodness. We're calling animal control. Yeah. I think I probably would have made that judgment call as well. That's and, scary. But what if I would have fallen unconscious and not got that door open? <laughs> they probably would have eaten you. <laughs> yep. So sounds like my chihuahua is going crazy right now. Would you like to hear my craziest animal? I'd love to hear your craziest animal. I was appraising a, a house that was borderline rural, small acreage. And I met the uh, listing agent at the house and the listing agent said, I've got to take this phone call, do what you need to do. Okay, cool. I can, I can do my job. So I did the main floor of the house, took all my pictures, did everything, was going downstairs and it had a walkout basement. And so I told the agent who was still busy on the phone, I said, I'm going to go downstairs and then go in the backyard and do my, um, do my work there. They just kind of nodded and waved. So I went downstairs and it, it happened. It was kind of a rainy day. So I had, I had on boots. Um, I had rubber rain boots on that kind of had a pointy toe. Okay. And so I did my downstairs, went out in the backyard 
And as I was getting back far enough to get a picture of the back of the house, all of a sudden I heard this. And I heard something running towards me. And I look up and it, I'm sure it probably wasn't as big as I remember it now. Giant, black, hairy pig running towards me, full, pun intended, full boar running at me. And I reacted. And I I think I turned that pig into a pig skin. And I punted that thing (laughs) as hard as I could because it was coming at me and I was terrified. So I, I quickly got back into the house and I, I went upstairs and I looked at the realtor who by now was off the phone. And I said, Hey, what's up with the pig? And, uh, they said, uh, Oh yeah. I forgot to tell you about the pig. He bites. I had. I a, said, uh, things you need to tell the appraiser as they're absolutely. walking in your backyard, ma'am. <laughs> absolutely. You'll remember this because you're a Kansas City girl. There used to be a radio show on KY 102 that was Frankie and Johnny in the morning. Sure. And Frankie was a gal. And I was appraising her house while she was on the radio. And Not that you're telling us that, you know, confidentiality. But well, this hypothetically. Is, this is 20, <laughs> 20 years ago. So okay. Uh, I, the very beginning of my career. Okay. So I was to start before she got there and then uh, she would make arrangements to get me inside. Okay. And I'm measuring the outside of the house. I'm measuring the back of the house and I get a phone call and she says, make sure you shut the gate when you go in the backyard. And I'm like, I'm already in the backyard and the gate's not shut. And she says, don't let the ostrich out. And okay. I look over at the Don't gate, the and the ostrich is leaving the yard. <laughs> I can see you chasing the ostrich down they, the street. And ostriches can run fast. Not only can they run fast, but they are unbelievably mean. <laughs> and that ostrich actually killed a neighborhood dog before they were able to get it into the backyard. Oh, my goodness. And I, I, I'm looking... When she gets there, I'm looking at her. I'm like, why didn't you tell me there was right. a wild animal that, that would kill a dog? It would have killed me, maybe. And she she said, I, I forgot. Who forgets they have an ostrich? I don't think you forget you have an ostrich. No, I think she was trying to get me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, things you need to tell the appraiser. Yep. Mind the ostrich in the backyard. I mean, I don't think I would have asked about any large livestock in the backyard um, prior to that inspection. Especially but maybe not, now I would. Especially not an intercontinental African ostrich. Uh, uh, yeah, angry ostrich. A very so here's angry a, ostrich. Here's an interesting uh, infestation I had once. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a hard money appraisal, and the duplex is vacant and gutted. Okay. And... I get there and one side, the, the keys that I had given to me or were on site or whatever the, the access was, didn't work in the door. Okay. And then there was a big padlock on it as well. So I'm inside the side I can get in and it's the standard saltine box duplex, living room, dining room, kitchen, laundry room, downstairs, up the stairs to a landing where there's a bathroom and two bedrooms. We've all seen okay. it a thousand times and the bathrooms are side by side and that landing is side by side through the interior middle wall sure where 
my side had our was the drywall was torn out. On the other side, there was still drywall. Okay. So this is a complete ARV uh, as as renovated value appraisal. I've got a scope of work. I know they're going to hang drywall from the studs out anyway. So I just went, hey, Kool-Aid, right through the middle of those studs on that landing. Hey, Kool-Aid, I got a visual. I got a visual. So there I am kicking that wall down, and there's a dude standing there. And uh, I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I'm like, am I going to have to shoot you? And he said, no. I'm like, good. I didn't have a gun on me. But, (laughs) you know, somebody's in the other side of that property. It's supposed to be vacant. I'm I'm going to at least posture. so I said, hey, I'm appraising this house and you're not supposed to be in here, but I really need to see that other side. And he was like, well, come to the back door and I'll let you in. And okay. then he proceeded to give me a tour where he had moved furniture into every room in the house and was living without utilities with Coleman lanterns. and. Oh my stuff goodness, and so squatting. Not, squatting is when somebody's in a house. This dude had moved in. There were beds, <laughs> there were... Wow. toilets there was a dining yeah, he had a dining room table with chairs six chairs okay uh, sofa love seat all of it my so goodness. i called my i called the the hard money lender and i said hey you've got a human infestation in the house you need to a human that. infestation i like it yep i like That's it up. all <laughs> right so what you're telling me is appraisal is never a dull moment never just when dull. you think you've seen it all something someone might just surprise you right? Absolutely. And be ready for that. Be ready for that. Be ready. Absolutely. Again, just when you think you've seen it all, you haven't. So, all right. So a big thank you to our guest today, Chris Wolfenbarger with Todd Appraisal in Kansas City, Missouri. We really appreciate your insight, Chris. Thanks for the humor. Thanks for the brevity, uh, the levity. And uh, thank you for listening to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Still need to complete your new 2024 seven-hour USPAP national update course? Check out our Appraisal Foundation approved course options at mckissick.com slash USPAP. You can take a self-paced online version or choose from one of our many live stream options. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Beyond the Numbers. If you'd like to stay at the forefront of appraisal news, boost your career, or just learn more about the profession, be sure to subscribe to Beyond the Numbers with McKissick Appraisal at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for stopping by.